Ready? One second. It's recording. It's recording. Okay. Face mask, hazmat suit, box set of Wimbledon Classic Finals. Are we ready? Good evening and welcome to Unforced Errors. It would be remiss of us not to mention the massive news item uh, which is dominating world current affairs at the moment. The French Open being moved back to September. Took me by surprise. What do you think, David? What was your reaction? Because I WhatsApped you when the news came through. French Open in the winter time? It's like, are they going to wear long sleeves? Is the clay going to react the same way? Well, there's a famous saying, uh, Paris in springtime. What is Paris in springtime without Roland Garros and the French Open? Yeah. I thought, I, when I heard it, I thought this is premature, this is an overreaction. But events are moving so quickly in the world that it now looks like, you know, not a bad decision. It attracted a lot of criticism because apparently the top players weren't consulted, the US Open weren't consulted, the Labour Cup, the new date clashes with the Labour Cup weren't consulted, and there's only a week between the US Open ending and the French Open starting. But now, uh, despite the criticism, I think, well, why not? They needed a space in the calendar. You know, if they weren't going to dive in, someone else was going to dive in. But let me first ask, you know, how are you finding these moments and are you still playing tennis? Has it affected your tennis playing? Because I know you play every day. Are you still playing every day? Are you still finding opponents? Yes, it's a good question. You know, now the gyms have closed and uh, all the tennis indoors is finished. In April, yeah. I normally stop my membership for the indoor tennis and then I start playing outdoors. So in that sense, mm. everything is kind of similar. The difference... You went your tennis hibernation around now, don't you? And switch from <laughs> yes. underground... Exactly, to overground outside. But I've already noticed a difference in players. Each person is dealing differently with the, what's happening with the world, isn't it? So I've already had about four or five players that have told me that they are just uh, going to wait and not going to play tennis until things are a little bit more certain. What percentage have carried on of your opponents and what percentage have said, I'm sorry, David, but... 30%. Uh, 30% carrying on. Right, I see, yeah. Yeah. And, and But you're carrying on wherever possible. Yes, um, if yeah. I can, I'm going to play tennis just the same as I always did, as long as we don't get stuck at home. The matches you've been playing, have you been shaking hands at the net? What precautions have you taken, if any? Singles, at least. There's no contact, practically. The other if person is on the players. other side. Huh? <laughs> If you're baseline players, if you're, you're, base... volley, you're both volleyers <laughs> and you're both in the net. Yes, so yes. I yeah. guess we have to stay at the net one yeah. meter or two away from each other. It's like picking up the balls. I mean, we don't know much about this disease. Not, we're, we're not scientists, but is that not a risk? You're picking up the ball. Yes, so, yes. Tennis players touch themselves. I mean, you know, Nadal must touch his face. He, he touches everywhere on everywhere, his body. Everywhere, yeah. I won't even mention. <laughs> David, we forgot to say, actually, to our listeners, we're not in the same room while we're doing this. We are in separate bunkers because of the virus, Yeah. because I thought it's too dangerous coming round. So we're actually doing this through the power of Skype. 
We are. So yeah. Yes, you know, people might have noticed already that your voice is coming out from a, some sort of megaphone or something. I, I should take my face mask off, actually. It's been quite far <laughs> into this podcast. Is that better? Is that clearer now? It's so much it. better. It's interesting. What's happening is uh, with those tennis players, yeah. people have different situations in their lives. Some have families, some live alone, some feel a little bit more cautious about what's going on, and some don't. So that's why we're getting these Just different like reactions. Just like us normal people, there's a variety of views on it, isn't there? Yes, yeah, so that's why I'm getting some people that just don't want to play and others that... Uh... That's me. I, I have stopped playing because I, I want to be safe, you know. I don't want to give it to my father. Uh, there young, you go. A young child as well. There I you go. give it to him, he could pass it on. So that's why... Unfortunately, I'm trying to trying to limit my social contacts, really. Yeah, I understand that. It might feel strange to say this, but it's almost like nature is celebrating human beings being out of it. Nature is saying, hallelujah, fuck you, humans. We're so happy to have the world for ourselves. And all the animals are yeah. coming into the cities now. Did you know? Yeah, goats in the parks and uh, <laughs> yeah, fo foxes playing in the playgrounds. Yes, the world is there as well. And bird songs louder than traffic sometimes, yeah, which is yeah. the way it should be. We are uh, being pushed pushed away and the world is being taken over by the, the beautiful people of this world, is the animals. My life is very similar, nothing really changed much because I've always been a home person, but I have been playing tennis every day practically. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested about that and I thought... Could we discuss, That's, uh, it's, this I don't is, want to get you into trouble, but discuss where you've been playing on the podcast? And I'm keeping it as kind of a secret so it doesn't become a place where lots of people go to. But it's beautiful days outside, man. It's it's, uh, it's really very cruel that um, nature has brought this thing just when the weather is so, is so lovely. <laughs> yes, it's, exactly. Do uh, you go for walks, what, in Preston Park or around your house? Yeah, Preston Park, because um, Niall needs to run and he can't really run near a road, so it's best in the park. But the park Definitely. is very crowded. It's really pretty I crowded. Know. So it's very hard to social distance. And um, also, there's a lot of people just on park benches, just they're not exercising. No. Nope. And um, there are gr little groups. There are not many, but a few groups. And you think, you're not members of the same family or household, I'm sure. You're just friends. It's strange. And. Uh, People aren't sticking to the laws at all. No, man, bar. we, the white men, we don't listen, man. We just... Lawless society. <laughs> completely, man. <laughs> we think yeah. we rule the world. That's why we colonized the whole damn world and we didn't give a damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah. Whereas in Asia, if you see, they're recovering much faster than here. Of course, they started earlier, but we'll see what happens with us. Well, strict rules too. Yeah, I strict rules. And for example, in Asia, if you don't use a mask, people look at you strange. Here it's the opposite. If you use a mask, people look at you yeah. strange. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the mask does much good myself because you can infect yourself putting it on and taking it off. Okay, so, um, man, the world has changed and uh, tennis is being affected as well. Um, we just heard the news recently, don't know if it was today or a few days ago, that Wimbledon has cancelled for the year. Did you know about that? I did, yeah. I think it was uh, 24 hours ago. And you, and you pick up a newspaper now, and by the time you finish reading it, the news is out of date. But um, oh, Wow, well yeah, said. W Wimbledon was uh, the second to last tournament to announce the cancellation, weren't they? Because the Australian Open is not as urgent for them. Because that's played in January, beginning of February. Yeah. But was it the right decision? What do you think? Wimbledon cancelling? 
Yeah, you know, they say that the reason why it was cancelled is because it's very difficult to continue keeping and preparing the courts. You know, it's not as easy as hard court. I would have to be a person that works there and really understands how the grass is protected and prepared. But I'm sure they have the technology to control that. But who is this benefiting? Very good point. I mean, you recommended to me, David, a clip on the Tennis Channel from a, a day ago where they discussed this, this very subject. And um, they said that the main losers are going to be Federer and Serena Williams. because Federer and Serena you, Williams, as exactly. As you just said, Nadal is going to get another bite at Roland Garros oh my God. Uh, in September. And he's 19 uh, and he, 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 might, he might well say, I'll play Roland Garros, but not the US Open, because they're now are going to be played only one week apart from each other. I, I know. Think. So Federer's knocking on, he's going to be, he would have been uh, maybe 39 this Wimbledon. Mm -hmm. So I think if he carries on another Wimbledon next June, he'd be 40. Serena Williams looking for that elusive one. And let's not forget Djokovic as well. Yeah, Djokovic as well, because Djokovic because, is yeah. chasing and Wimbledon is, is his place these days. Federer always has a chance. And then Serena was the other side. I mean, she's running out of time, man. And uh, she had a lot of chances to arrive to that 22 slams record. But now, who is she going to keep playing or not? I watched an interview with Andy Roddick today and he said that Serena will play until she gets that 22nd Grand Slam, no matter the, the age she has. But as a fan of Feather, it would be better for a Feather, uh, the French, to be cancelled <laughs> and for the uh, Wimbledon to be played. I don't know, Nadal can reach 20 and I don't know if Feather will have a chance of winning a slam this year. He would have to come and do that magic return like in Australia in 2017. On the bright side, maybe he'll say, well, I've missed it, so I was planning to retire this year. I'm going to give it another year. So maybe that gives us another another year before we have to uh, pay our tennis obituary uh, to Federer. Um, Federer will face a dilemma, I suppose, because is it the US or the, the rescheduled French, which clashes with his Labour Cup, which is his baby, his brainchild. So he's going to face that dilemma. He might be the only person playing the Labour Cup because uh, the others might fancy uh, playing the French and the US more. It's crazy so to think about dilemma. that. Yes, it is. I'm very curious of what's going to happen there. I mean, every player that goes there loves it. But then again, the value of the Labour Cup, it's actually just a bonus. Yeah. So who is going to choose to play a bonus tournament when you have a Grand Slam to play in? It's it true, it isn't into it? perspective, doesn't it? I mean, it's a, it's a shame for the Labour Cup because it's a developing tournament which has won a lot of fans and it was just yes. getting a foothold. So for its third edition to be cancelled, it's a shame uh, in its developments. For me, have two options. One, they cancel it for a year. Yeah. Or just put lower-ranked players playing there. You know, the players well, that don't qualify yeah. to the French Open. I know that you still watch that. You still watch that. I would you? probably watch, or but... the people who get knocked out early from the French Open, maybe uh, kind of give them a late entry so you mm. can have some squad rotation in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, if Federer gets knocked out early in the French Open, he could catch an aeroplane over yeah. and uh, 
play the Labour Cup. Yeah, it's very open, isn't it? It's not an yeah, easy so thing. Easy. I'm very curious of what's going to happen. Did you ever give any thought to uh, playing behind closed doors? Should um, these tournaments have maybe considered having a slimmed down, say, a Wimbledon played over one week, best of three sets for the men, 64 people in the draw, behind closed doors with just the minimum number of people in? Would that have been the solution? I like your thinking. It's um, This is an unprecedented moment on planet Earth. So I think it's definitely a good idea for people that organize these things to keep an open mind, just like you were saying, just to speed up things, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But yes, behind closed doors, but I think they wouldn't allow people anyway. So it would have to be an empty courts. We would still love it online and watching on TV. Yeah. But I'm wondering, don't they generate a lot of money with the sales? It has to be, isn't it? it they would yeah, end up I'd, losing I'd, I'd money. I'd be interested to know, actually. That's a really good question. I think uh, that the actual gate revenue must be a lot of it. But how much of the slice of the pizza is TV broadcasting? True. You know, the, BB, the BBC itself must pay millions of pounds for the rights to Wimbledon. Mm, that's true. Uh, sponsorship, which you get from the TV, you know. Uh, but um, I think probably it's best you know, to kind of like say, no, that's it for this year. It's a good thing, really, I suppose Wimbledon didn't say we're going to reschedule till October because then another little tournament um, would have been pushed out of the way. Yes. Because the French Open rescheduling, it's knocked a few tournaments out of the kilter, hasn't it? Yes. So, and who's to say we'll go ahead anyway, maybe in September. That's what I was going we're to still say. Gonna, we're still going to be kind of hiding under our beds and, uh, yes. you know, not going out for food. True, you know, because... It's all hypothetical, isn't it? It is. Yeah, even if the world gets better in a month or two months, there's going to be leftovers. Even if the world gets back to normal, people will be scared to go back exactly to the normal lifestyle. Although, having said that, in Macau, where I grew up, my friends are already going for birthday parties and they're already going for dinners in restaurants. And the world and the society is not back to normal, but as it recovers, people start yeah. going back to their worlds. But it will really depend on each society and, and how long it takes for things to go back to normal. Are, are people in Macau going out for dinner now? They because are now. Beat, because they've beaten the virus and so More the or less, infection rate's gone down. If I remember correctly, there was 40 cases all recovered. The difference between Europe and uh, Asia is that there everybody uses masks. Everybody follows what the government asks. And so, therefore, yeah. things recover a bit quicker. We'll see how it goes here in Europe. We might take a little bit longer. I've read today in an article that they mm -hmm. are coming up with a is it 20 million pound package to help associations, tennis, tournaments and players under ranking 100. Did you know about that? And what's yeah, your opinion? Was, I read something like that too. I think it's a really good idea. It's been slow and I think they might have had to be pushed by players, mm -hmm. including I think uh, a player who's ranked around 100 really brought up the issue. And I think it's a good idea. I think it helps going to venues as well as players. I don't know if it's going to coaches because often the coaching arrangements are on quite an informal basis. There's no real contract for six months. So the coaches kind of uh, lose their money too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's a great idea to give help, help to these guys. It's just a question of how broadly you give help to them. Take, for instance, in Brighton, you know, there's a tennis shop, Nick Rivet Sports. Yeah, um, we use and, it. You know, they're going to be struggling, I would imagine. Djokovic and Nadal's, it's their job, I suppose, to help out as much as they can too.
And Federer was also gave a few million to help people in Switzerland. It was the LTA that are putting this Dr. 20 million. Yeah, I suppose so, which is, you know, the LTA has always done over the years. It's mm -hmm. kind of the massive money from Wimbledon is ploughed into helping British grassroots tennis uh, and British elite tennis as well with not great results over the years. But hopefully this will, will help out those little up and coming players who make the game so great without us realizing it, really. Tennis can't just be a, a traveling circus of the top 16 players. Yes, exactly. Uh, winning Wimbledon, you need to win seven matches. In order to win <laughs> seven matches, you need a field who are strong from number one to 132 yeah. and beyond that. Yeah. So it's really a time for, for everyone to get together and, and help. Yeah, they even talk about how uh, tennis can really suffer from what's going on here and maybe some tournaments even dying off the smaller tournaments. There can be tournaments that suddenly disappear and tennis world gets a little bit more narrow. Of course, in, in due time, everything goes back to normal. It's a time for the unknown, isn't it? Well, I think the Grand Slam tournaments themselves have a responsibility to help out the, the smaller tournaments if they can. So, for instance... You know, if uh, the Rome Open, the Italian Open, Barcelona opens under threat, well, yeah. that's a feeder tournament for the French Open. Mm -hmm. So hopefully the, the French Open can spare some funds for that because these tournaments help the top players get in great condition for the French Open. So these tournaments are connected to each other. The Grand Slam tournaments have are twins with other tournaments, aren't they, mm -hmm. along the way? So maybe they could take the responsibility, responsibility there and maybe rejig their prize money Maybe the top players could take a bit of a pay cut to redistribute the funds to the feeder tournaments, which lead up to these big, big Grand Slam yeah, tournaments. Dep yeah, depends how they are affiliated, isn't it? And who is helping who and who has responsibility for what. Yeah. Also, as you were talking about the Grand Slams, I was thinking maybe it's a good time for prices to drop, prize money, not billions and millions for the winners and distribute the money better to help, uh, you know, balance things losers. out. Yeah. Second round losers. Yeah. There's another question that is very difficult to answer, but I, I'm going to shoot and I'm going to ask you, which is shoot away. we're already thinking globally what's going to happen to the world after we recover from this how do you think this will affect the tennis world i know it's difficult to say but maybe the tickets will go up even the tennis clubs we play at will rise the prices in the near yeah, future i think uh, will there be enough money in the tennis world to offer top players that massive pot at the end of the rainbow for mm -hmm. winning a tournament the top tennis players are going to have to have a hard look in the mirror and uh, say how much of a cut can we survive? Uh, I think uh, if if the players at the lower end don't get enough support and help, maybe strike action. Maybe why should the world number 100 turn up to be uh, beaten by Federer in the first round of Wimbledon if they're not getting enough money to recoup those losses? Yeah. It's not a possible strike action. And I think what's happened with strike action before there was a strike at Wimbledon, I think 1973, mm -hmm. and a lot of the top players didn't play some of the top players did so i think it's going to maybe be an us and them situation say if all the top players went on strike david yeah. and you're suddenly in the world of top 132 mm. uh you're a very good player but you're suddenly there are you going to say no i'm going to keep solidarity with my fellow players and go on strike or are you going to go 
this is my big chance. I'm in Wimbledon. Oh, so yes. I think there's going to be uh, a lot of dilemmas. Will the tennis world pull together or will it split apart? Some take strike action, some don't. There has been a precedent with that Wimbledon thing. But um, what do you think? What are the consequences going to be? That's what I'm thinking. There's going to have to probably be some some payback from us to the government. Tennis has to be part of that consequence as well. I'm very curious. I think we might end up seeing some tournaments disappear for some time or forever. We'll see. I guess time will tell. I think that's. I think that would be a real shame if the, the 250s go away. Yeah, it is, but it's just uh, how much can the top players support them? There'll probably be more taxation of the rich people, so the top players yeah. will get taxed more. Mm-hmm. Will that mean they'll want more prize money because they're going, we're going to get <laughs> yes. taxed more on this? Yes. So we want a bigger chunk so that we can still maintain our earnings. You would hope not, but people look after their bread and butter in these crises, don't they? Yeah, they The more do. money you get, the, the more you want. The top tennis players like Federer and Nadal Djokovic, they'll want to keep the goodwill of people uh, going. They won't sure. want someone saying, look at Federer driving around in his limousine, whereas that tennis umpires had to take a 50% pay cut. Yes, uh, and they're so important. What is tennis without umpires? It would be a, a, a chaos. Well, we know what tennis is without umpires because we've been through it ourselves for the past 20 years and um, there's a few spiky moments, but we've survived. We're still, we're still alive yes, with no umpires. It's true, man. What do you see people staying at home? Do you see any positive coming out of this or do you see only negatives? How do you feel these days at home with your family and uh, with what you know the activities you're doing? You're working from home, isn't it? Yes, yeah. still working from home. Yeah. yeah, very tricky, like a lot of people, but very lucky just to, still to have a work um, work because I work in the public sector. Well whereas you know other people, it's less uh, less certain. Uh, so I'm working from home, but I have none of the equipment. I wasn't prepared for this. Who was? So I don't have an office chair. I'm working on a on a wooden <laughs> stool, um, and uh, I've only got one screen. Whereas I'm used to having two monitors. You oh, really that's need so two, important. Two man. monitors. Yeah. I'm phoning up. Uh, Customers I work in the world of benefits, very, very boring. If I told you about it, I'd have to kill you because it's so boring. <laughs> and I'm having to phone up customers on my phone and withhold the number. Um, oh, yes. So, yeah, in terms of changing it, I do wonder in, in my job whether at uh, the end of all this, they'll say at my work, well, everyone's coped so well working from home. We're going to sell off the office for two million pounds. And you're all you're all going to work from home forever. So that's why. But you said what positives there were. It's nice to spend time with the family. A lot of people homeschooling. Yes. A lot of people get an appetite for schooling their kids at home and go, oh, this could lead to some teaching. And um, another thing is, I think the people who are key workers during this time, who've been allowed to kind of go to work and have their kids in nursery, yeah. maybe it's time for them to get more credits, like the humble supermarket worker. Who would have known how vital they are in keeping us going so we can go to the supermarket? Yeah. Probably not the best paid people in the world, but maybe they should be paid more. I hope there's a re-evaluation afterwards and the people who've really, really come out and kept things going, uh, really get their due and their credit, 
the NHS staff, of course, but there are other unsung heroes too. You're carrying out vital um, computer repairs <laughs> to keep people able to have the tools to carry on working from home. And yeah, who would have known that these people would be heroes? So let's give them a, a pat on the back and I hope when it all comes out at the end of this, you know, they get the credit they deserve. I really like your words. It's true. It's interesting you say that superstars, and there's a lot of people now even volunteering for these kind of jobs, helping people and helping the supermarkets and etc. Yeah. It's interesting, just uh, yesterday I had a, a customer ask me to set up their computer so they could go to church online on Sunday. And yeah. uh, this relates to what you're saying about maybe this is definitely something that will shape society, which goes to what you were saying. I'm sure there's going to be medium-sized and small companies that think, why are we paying this if we were able to do our job from homes? Why are we yeah. paying this rent? It could shape the world to a better place. Then there's another thing that I was thinking about, which is this is an introspective time. Even though it's very dangerous and people are dying, the people that survive and are at home have a time to look in the mirror and think of themselves and try to improve and think how can they go back to the world one day and be better people. Who knows, man? I mean, we can take this as a chance to uh, evolve, to grow, instead of a chance to, to kill ourselves. What about your tennis? Have you been exercising at all? What are you doing about your fitness? Yeah, I was very good for the first um, week of the lockdown. I was going out for a run at night when there uh -huh. were less people around. Great. And uh, I was really going for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and making sure that the last kilometer, the last five minutes, I was going full pelt. I But do that too. But then after a while, I don't know if you found this too, you think, well, what am I aiming for? There's, you know, this could carry on for 12 weeks. And your mind <laughs> plays tricks and you go, Why not get back into training when they announce the lockdown's going to end? You're wasting your fuel here. So I'm struggling. <laughs> but I did go for a run this morning. And to answer your question in terms of coming back from tennis, yeah. when they say, look, it's okay for you to go back on the public courts, because I think the government did say, don't play social sports like golf. Yes. They didn't define tennis, but tennis is, is also a social sport. You're picking up a ball which has been handled yeah. by opponents. So, yeah, when they release relax that and say yeah there's no restrictions exercise you can go Then for go it, to it. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about three weeks lockdown maybe a little bit more maybe a bit less and then we'll be going back to the courts isn't it i've been playing but i do take that sanitizer and i use it and i yeah. stay away from my face when i'm playing it as well with my hands and yeah it's an interesting situation ivona has been going for runs as well I went for a run the other day as well. Hey, one way or another, exercise is good. So you're not losing anything by going for a, a little run. Do you think you're getting an edge on other players for the tennis season? I, told, I told my partner today as a joke, uh, Iran, when this thing ends, we're going to be the best players in Brighton. I think, you, I think you will be. I mean, the park singles is looking good. Yeah, yeah I mean, this, this year was the year I was getting ready to get to the final. But let's finalize it with one thing that we didn't talk about, our local tennis. You are aware that the park's doubles and singles starts every year in April, yeah? Oh, It's been cancelled, yeah, at least yeah. for now. Yeah. There are ideas of or cancelling completely for the year and skipping one whole year, but maybe they could just play half. And instead then, of home and away, instead of home and it's away, home and away. how about another idea? Go. If it's really short and the lockdown carries on until July or something, yeah. 
could you you have a Parks knockout competition where say Salt Dean played Dyke in the in the last sixteen, mm-hmm. you know, so you, a bit like um, the World Cup when it gets to the knockout or Wimbledon, but only with clubs involved. That would be so, very nice. I like that like idea. The new, like the new Davis Cup, actually. Like the new Davis yeah, Cup. Yeah, exactly. I think it's important for the people here in Brighton, the, the tennis people, to think about this and think how to be creative and open about the options because we because do want to play different. tennis. It, yeah. Sorry? It's very, different to, it's very different to the Grand Slams because the Grand Slams rely on big crowds for the atmosphere. Yeah. But with your parks... It's just no. the important thing is just the match. Just the match. So I think, yeah, try. Yeah, people should try and keep that going yeah. as, as much as possible. Yeah, I, I organize think. the St. Tennis Challenge every year, at least one or two tournaments per year. And uh, I'm going to yes. open it as soon as they open the doors of tennis. I think I'm going to put it out there and see if people are interested. I'm sure they will be, especially if the parks is slimmed down. True. Yeah, I think it'll be more successful than ever. Yeah, well, so, yeah. That, that sounds good. I like so, that. And I hope you compete on it too. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm ready for my Zimmer frame first. But I'd love to. I miss tennis. Uh, of course. I really do. Running isn't the same. It's Running not the is, same. Uh, it's not you're not same. using your minds in the same way. It's less skill, you know. You, that, you can't say, "Oh, that's a skillful piece of running." You're not weak, <laughs> it's, it's you know, true. Or you're not using creativity. I like running. I've got to like running. You do, and you you competed in marathons, in you know, for the sake of competing. So uh, you have a history in some semi-professional running. Yeah, but it's uh, it's chalk and cheese tennis and running. I think it's true. Uh, it's not the same. We love our tennis. All right, so what are you going to do for the rest of your day? The rest of the day, well, I've got leftover roast dinner. I'm actually eating quite well since lockdown, so that's another yes. advantage of lockdown <laughs> because you're spending more time at home. You've got more time you more do. time to cook. Yeah, you can I'm improve sa- as I'm a cook. I'm saving the time traveling to work as well. That's you know, true. That would, that would take me about an hour a day. So, yeah, I don't miss the journey. It's a no. pretty horrible journey. Some things are very nice. All right, so it was really good to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, so I enjoyed that, David. Even though there's no tennis going around, tennis does not have to stop. It's time to watch classics and go back in time so, so and watch yeah, yeah, so many great matches. It doesn't need to stop. Me and Jim, we will be doing our podcast monthly, as always, even without tennis. And we will, we will have different topics to talk about, which will be down Definitely. to tennis anyway. Yeah. All right, so, Jim, thanks for your time here. And, uh, no, thank you. Thank you, David. Stay safe. Yes, we will um, come back in, uh, in a few weeks' time for another episode. Absolutely. God bless everyone. And, um, yeah, just, uh, just stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye. See you, David. Bye. Yeah, bye.